My name is Lindsay Mullen, and welcome to the very first episode of Truths Be Told. It's a podcast, a storytelling podcast, technically a comedy podcast, but uh, sometimes, you know, we might pull at your heartstrings. That could happen. That's my goal. I would love to have you laughing and think, oh, this is really fun, but then all of a sudden just you're sobbing in your car and, and really realizing the meaning of life. If we can get to that, that'd be great. Uh, I'm Lindsay, as I mentioned before. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to uh, have guests on and, and interview people. Kind of nervous. I got a, a haircut just for the occasion and wore like a, a shirt with a collar. And it's one of those shirts that's like um, like a keyhole top. For those of you listening, just, just so you have a, a, a visual in your mind of how hard I tried to look good for this um, audi- auditory medium. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have, it's like a little keyhole top or as I like to call it, like a boob window. So yeah, give them a little cleavage to the guests. I'm really going for it, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is a fun show that I'm really going for. Um, this show is all about, uh, truth. And, uh, I brought guests on to, uh, tell stories from their real life. All true stories, um, that fit around a theme and every episode there's going to be a different theme, and all the stories will relate to that. This week's theme uh, is show business, kind of a beca- behind the curtain of uh, show business. I'm an actor and improviser uh, by trade, so uh, I really wanted to talk a lot about both my experiences and other people's experiences in this crazy profession, which is a labor of love, but also... I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's filled with rejection and sadness and dashed hopes and dreams. You know, I, I, I got into it so young. I was bit by the acting bug so young. I was Santa Claus number two in my very first little Christmas pageant thing that I was in. Um, but yeah, it gets to you real young. And uh, so this week, everybody's going to be talking about their experiences in show business. I uh, I think about show business, and one of the things that really sticks out in my mind is children's theater. If you've ever done uh, theater for young audiences, if you're an actor, I highly recommend that you do it at some point in your career. It's like the most humbling and crazy and honest audience you will ever have. If they're interested, they are so glued to you. Their mouth is hanging open. They're in love with you. And if you suck, they are talking and you can hear them while you're performing. They are not polite whatsoever with your feelings. Uh, I I used to tour in schools when I was in college and do shows like um, like I've done Treasure Island and uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears with braces. Um, and, uh, shows like, um, like, like shows where I had to do like a Cockney accent. Oh my goodness. Romeo and Juliet. Like, like you really know what low budget is when you're doing a four person Romeo and Juliet in a junior high gym and you're Juliet and you play the apothecary. That's, that's great. And that your apothecary costume is a Lululemon hoodie. That's, that's when you know you're on a low-budget situation. Uh, 
I'm here today with a wonderful uh, gentleman. He's helping me. He's he's my sound guy. His name's Russ. Hey, Russ, how you doing? Um, not bad. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very excited. I'm I'm very nervous. Are you doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing some good stories. So should be fun. <laughs> you, you're very. Uh, you have a beautiful baby face. You're so young. For for the viewers, he has the look of like just a boy who is who is now becoming a man. How old are you, Russ? Uh, I am 20. Whoa. 20, yeah. Oh, my God. I bet you can still, like, digest milk and stuff. Yeah? Uh, I can. It, it's not 100% great, but it's uh, <laughs> I can still do it. Oh, Russ, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. And, uh, yeah, we'll be drinking milk together. That'll happen sometime. Um, so... I also want to start off every episode by telling you guys a little uh, a little anecdote around the theme that's from my own life. Um, we were talking about children's theater. Uh, I have this lovely memory from doing the show Treasure Island. And in Treasure Island, I performed it at the Loose Moose Theater Company in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, we're in Toronto right now. That's where I've ended up with my career now. Uh, but back then I was performing for young audiences, little kids, and it, it's a great theater company. I owe them everything, all my training. You'll hear all about it if you keep listening to me. Um, but we did Treasure Island and, uh, in Treasure Island, there's of course pirates and the little boy, I believe his name is Jack. He leaves home to go be on a pirate ship. And in the beginning they needed a mom character for Jack's mom and uh, but I was also double cast as a pirate for the second half of the show and it was a very different costume the mom costume was like a dress and like a shawl and I just looked like myself like kind of with a messy bun and I was a mom and for my pirate character I played Salty Pete that was his name and I had like hoop earring and an eye patch and I look disgusting and a different walk and an accent and all that sort of thing. So I was barely recognizable. And uh, at the end of the show, we, you know, we all sign autographs in the lobby on the programs for kids. They all line up and you're in costume signing them for the kids as your character. And I picked, you know, the mom as the character. I didn't, I had to leave uh, Salty Pete in their memories, but I was the mom out in the hallway because I was actually afraid kids wouldn't line up for Salty Pete because it's a pirate and kind of scary. So all these kids are lining up and you're signing their programs and asking them questions like, what was your favorite part? And I remember this very little toddler looking at me, little kid, and I'm signing the program. And the kid says, my favorite part was when, um, Jack said goodbye to his mom, but then when he got on the ship, his mom dressed up like a pirate in secret and never told him so that she could watch over him and make sure he was safe for the whole show. Which, oh my God, I could cry <laughs> just thinking of a little kid. I mean, what a character backstory if that was my thing. I wasn't playing two characters. I was just the mom the whole time cutest thing in the world and I wasn't going to tell him that he was wrong it was really cute and it's moments like that that you realize oh even when you're not making a lot of money and you're 
doing the fringe festival and handbilling in the rain or you know you're casually having a sexual relationship with a clown you realize there's a reason you're in this business and it's beautiful and it's children's laughter okay jumping into our theme I want to read you a quote, a quote that's kind of inspired the theme today before we hop in with our first interview. Uh, The quote is by the comedian and actor Walter Matthau, and his quote is, Get out of show business. It's the best advice I ever got. Because I'm so stubborn that if someone would tell me that, I would stay in it to the bitter end. I love that quote. Totally explains being addicted to this line of work and uh, how crazy it is to stay in it. First up, we've got a story from the very funny Emmy Ambrosiak. I love this story because if we're going to do the topic of behind the scenes of show business, we have to have some real Hollywood players in it. And this story has a little bit of everything. Here it is. Uh, now we have uh, our guest, uh, Emmy Ambrosiak. She's a wonderful actress and comedic performer, improviser, sketch performer. You've done Second City Tour Co. Edco. Edco. You've been on boats yeah. doing comedy. Mm-hmm. That's the true test. Mm-hmm. That's oh, man. the ultimate test. Tourists. Amazing. Yeah. And... Uh, you're fantastic because you have a really fun true story that involves real uh, celeb powerhouses. Oh, yeah. A story with uh, Academy Award winning of this year, Best Actor Sam Rockwell. I sure do. And George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Please, please tell us. Look, Some bring heavy us lifters. in. Okay, well, Set I'll the start, scene. Okay, I'll start at the beginning. So I was uh, at around 13. I mean, I've wanted to be an actor forever. And around right. 13, I was like, I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to get an agent, and uh, I didn't want to tell my mom because I want she. I knew she would be like, "Hey, don't do that. It's a bad idea. You're a student. You're, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you know, you're uh, a student, and be good, be good." Right, right. So, but, and I, she didn't have to sign off on it. Well, so what I did is I went to Sears, and I got photos taken, just like mini headshots. They're so nerdy; they still exist. They're very embarrassing. And then I just called up an agent on my own, secretly in my house. And it, I just looked up actually in a phone book. Like, it sounds like I'm talking about 1920s. Like, a phone book, I opened it up and found uh, anywhere that said talent. And I called and I was like, hi, I want to be an actor. Please, I got to do this. That's it's my so big risky. Yeah. That's how like, you end up in a basement. Exactly. Wow. A futon, like on a futon with somebody <laughs> okay. sketchy. So I ended up getting this agent and he sent me out uh, for a few terrible auditions. Like, I just did off immediately, like was sent out for Pocahontas roles, which makes no sense if you oh, see wow. what I look like. I, uh, for listeners, uh, Emmy yeah. is a, a beautiful blonde. <laughs> yeah. Not and Pocahontas. Not your... Not your first thought for no, Pocahontas. No, not not where you go first. But then, so my first real role, I went to an audition. I remember I left school to go, and uh, I walk in, and the whole audition was, there was nobody else there, and they were like, pretend somebody's trying to kiss you. So I was just, you know, acting that out. Fine. I leave the audition, and in the waiting room, all these girls are like, oh my God, did, what did he say to you? And I'm like, he? They're like, what, what, what happened? And so I wear glasses. Uh, and at the time I didn't have contacts, I didn't have them on. 
George Clooney was in the audition room and because for the first audition you for did the first audition he was Wait, there somehow. Hold on, you're not 13 still in the story thir- anymore. No, no, no. Now I'm 14. I'm, that is no 15. 15. Okay, yeah. that's that's a that that does make it better. 15. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I had because I couldn't see and it was like a really long audition room. I was not nervous. I was like, I honestly walked in and was like, hey, what's up? Okay, let's like didn't even fangirl at all or anything. So I think that's why he must have liked you. 100%. That's like just never wear glasses, never wear contacts, be blind. That's my that's my my acting tip. So all the girls were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, losing their minds. So anyway, then I get the I got the part. My first real big role was in the movie. Uh, so the movie's called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Which, by the way, I love that movie. It's I've a, seen it many times. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's and, written by Charlie Kaufman. It's yes. like uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, and it's directed by George Clooney. Directed. That's why he was there. Exactly. He has a part in it as well. But like, yeah. he directed it. Yeah. And so the role was. Uh, I think it's like called. I think I'm like Chuck Barris's date number two or something, but it, what I, we're in a movie theater and he keeps on, uh, it's supposed to be a flashback and he keeps on trying to make out with me and I have to, you know, push him away, push him away. And Chuck Barris is played by Sam Rockwell. Yes. Which, I mean, very cute. Yes. Very Even at cute. the time, I, I already knew him from like Charlie's Angels, so I was like, wow. <laughs> <Charlie>. <laughs> but so, so... I get this part, and all of a sudden, I'm very aware that I am I am certainly a late bloomer. I certainly have not made out with anybody. You in hadn't real life. kissed anybody. I had had one kiss with a guy who shall remain, remain nameless in a, at leadership camp. I'm sorry. So pretty cool. What, sorry, what is leadership? Camp? Leadership camp is where you go and and you basically just sing songs and learn how to be good. I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> I feel like I, really I could know. have an entire yeah, podcast that's a whole other thing. on leadership. Oh, leadership camp, camp was huge, but very dorky. So there was. So a, you were in a cult. I was okay. in a cult. Yes, this was during my time <laughs> in the cult. Um, no, but it was. It, we just played spin the bottle, and this boy. The one kiss I'd had was where, you know, we spin the bottle, and then he had approached me and truly stuck his tongue in my mouth, just, oh, no. but just straight in, like no movement, oh, the dart. just a dart, but one dart, just one, and then stayed. So to me, that wasn't enough kissing experience. I needed to get more if I wanted to be a good actor in this film. You're so addicted. You know, you're such a, but you're, you really care about your craft. Yes, I'm a method actor. A so, method actor. So I, um, so I decided that I was going to go to a party or I was going to go to, so the cool girl of the high school, I knew her and she had a party every week on Saturday night. And I had been before. I was kind of getting slightly cooler. And uh, so I go to this party on the Saturday night and I go up to her bravely and I say, I need to make out with somebody tonight. And she's like just one of those, she's like, no problem. And had you booked the role officially? I had booked it at this oh point. Oh my goodness. So it's like the week before shooting it. Yeah, this is like, there's not much time left and I need to make out with somebody fast so that I can know what to do. Oh my Where God. do I put my hands? What do I do with my face? So uh, I go there, I tell her I need to make out with somebody. She says, okay, don't worry about it. She goes away, comes back, and she's, it's honestly like a weird it's like a weird drug deal or something. She's like, just go up to my bedroom. There'll be a guy there. He's going to ask, do you want any gum? Say yes. And I was like, okay. So I go up to the room and there is, lo and behold, there's a man with some gum. And he's like, well, I'm like, okay. And then make out city. <laughs> Wait, 
Why why did you guys need like a code like I, you were strangers meeting in a park? I she was making sure that I had no idea. <laughs> did it you was know like the different. guy? From I knew school? him. I knew him. He was like I mean it's a very <laughs> small town, but I I was not I didn't know what to say. I didn't want to say anything. So this just made it I, I think it was a pretty good move. I mean, yeah, that's that definitely adds uh, a mysterious it's, and sneaky quality yeah, to all sne- this. It's unnecessary, yeah. but great. And to this day now, when people are like, hey, you want any gum? I'm like, oh. Wow. <laughs> was it good kissing, the first kiss anyways? Um, with this unnamed with this, man? With this unnamed man, yes. Uh, it was. It was fine. I mean, it was insane making out. It wasn't just like kissing. It was mayhem arms legs gum i oh, left wow. oh just the wildest of teenage making out like rolling did you tell him about the movie nope no 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 this was all this was all my secret he was just plan. a practice pawn yes this poor man was being used oh um and and oh yeah i left the room i remember my best friend was waiting outside because she knew she knew what i was doing and she was like and i we were gone for you know a considerable amount of time this was some real spinning around so i leave the room <laughs> And there is gum all over my hair. I'm just, it's a, but. It, my God. Yeah, I, we went to town, but just I, I really thought it was just a thick, like got some One gum kiss. was just, it was just a line. I didn't know you, there was actually gum oh, was involved gum. and it got in your hair. The props. So a week later, let's cut a to. Week, yes, a week later. shoot this thing. Yeah. And you're being directed by George Clooney and yeah. your job is to make out with it's Sam to, Rockwell? It's to, uh, uh, to push away the advances of Sam Rockwell. And the thing is, it was supposed to be Michael Sarah actually, who was playing the part who we also oh. know. But for some reason on the day, because he was supposed to play the younger version. Bear, yeah. But then they just said, you they know switched. what? Sam Rockwell's like 30-something. He could yeah, no play problem. 50. And I had just turned 16. <laughs> like, okay. just turned 16 and was ready because I had just made out and yeah, so the whole thing was me just like pushing off his advances, pushing off his advances. There was a moment where he was like, hey, let's maybe we could, you know, like he was kind of flirting. Did he know how old you were? So, there's a moment exactly where. So George Clooney, this is so funny. George Clooney had talked to my mom because he's a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And and we had all kind of chatted and, and had mentioned that I had just turned 16. So it was an exciting thing. My birthday was recent had recently happened. So George Clooney comes over and is like, hey, guess what? It's uh, It was Emmy's birthday last week. She just turned 16. And he, his face. Sam Rockwell's face yeah, just, just like, fell. Just was like. Ew. Oh, God. Yeah. I, you know. Listen, I mean, you, uh, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. associated as a positive and fun experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> this was this trauma. I'm telling you this horrifying story from my life. And I'm just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Come tell this great story. And I'm like, I was hurt. No, it was, uh, no, it was so fun. And it, is he a good director? George so Clooney? lovely. I was so bold. You know that boldness when you've never done anything? So I had, I, I remember he, when I, we were going to sit in the theater, he was like, uh, you know, just talking about blocking. And I was like, oh, I had an idea. Maybe I'm like reaching for popcorn or getting, like I was giving suggestions. Oh my goodness. What a silly lady. I like, don't know what it is. So yeah. green. Just yeah, just like, like, hey. Wait, Mr. Clooney, yeah. I have an idea. I've been thinking a lot about this. And I think I could. <laughs> but anyway, he was really lovely about it. He wasn't, um, yeah. Oh, I do want to know. Did he know, did anybody know it was your first kiss on set? Did you? No, I did like not. Or like second? Like, did you tell them that Nobody. This is I wouldn't even know. I'm uncomfortable talking about it now. I would never have told, I would never have told oh, anyone. Even I my mom so didn't know. I wish you'd told George Clooney, because I bet George Clooney is such a class act that he would have like sat down and like made the experience as comfortable as possible and given you some charming anecdote yeah. about kissing or 
something from ER that he did. I don't know. Like I feel yeah, like some he would be amazing just inspiration. Such a yeah. print. No, no, none of that. I, I mean, I did it my way, which is to just not say a word and be uncomfortable. Uh, but it worked. Yeah, it worked out fine. And I got. And you're an actor now. Yeah. Am I, still, may I ask still how, you will, how old you are now? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm that's the, the bad rule I've just broken for female actors. I'm a million years old. <laughs> you're a million years old and still working in the business. Yeah. There is a place for women over a million. In there this we are. <laughs> I'm the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Emmy, yes. thank you for being on my show. You're welcome. Um, that is a great story. It's one of my favorites. I tell people that story as if it's my story. Oh, good. It's Thanks so for great. telling me. Anything you want to promo that you have coming up? Shows in the next two weeks or something? Two weeks? Well, you know, I am right now the princess at Medieval Times. Are you joking? I am not joking, so come on down to Medieval Times. Oh, wow. We're in <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> come to Medieval Times yeah, and you're the princess. Yes, it's so hilarious. That's more important than Wench. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. You're up the... Oh, my gosh, I have a tiara on and everything. What? Yeah, it's very funny. That's amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. And now we have Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams is a very funny actor and improviser. He's been my best friend for over a decade. Uh, you may know him if you watch uh, Kim's Convenience as the annoying customer that always shows up. Um, also, <laughs> if you like television, he's in a bounce commercial <laughs> that they will never stop playing. They're playing it forever. He's the guy with the wrinkly shirt. He's so charming. He's British. He's lovely. He's Gavin Williams. How you doing, Gav? Oh, I'm doing very good. Thanks. Thanks Great. <laughs> <laughs> you have a fantastic story about your very first play oh that's uh yes I, I certainly have a story about it so uh, i was in university it was my first play ever that i signed up for which was macbeth oh uh, classic and i went to university in uh lethbridge alberta oh yeah that and you're 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 british though your accent doesn't sound like it's from Lethbridge. That's right. I'm from uh, England originally. Uh, <laughs> but of course, ended up, as all English people eventually do, ended up in Lethbridge. Alberta. Southern Alberta. Southern Alberta, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I decided to study theatre there, uh, as one does. So uh, it's my very first play. i uh, very excited, very nervous. Uh, and I, I, I get a part in it, which is wonderful, exciting. Uh, and I, I'm cast as a messenger. Uh, And specifically, I'm cast as a messenger that brings some uh, news to Macbeth. I'm sort of his uh, attendant to Macbeth, I believe it's called in the in the script. How many lines is that? Oh, and it was about uh, three lines uh, split. Do you remember it? Yes, uh, it was. um, There are 10,000 soldiers, sir. The English force, so please you. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was, that was really good. good. And I was so nervous about those. I'm, they're still in my head. They're burned into my head. The only lines I still remember from anything I've ever done <laughs> oh, is, wow. are those three lines. Uh, so, yes, I, 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 I rush in uh, at, at pretty close to the climax of the play. Uh, and I, I just say to Macbeth, hey, look out. You know, here comes the bad guys from your point of view. Um, in my point of view, the good guys, because they're English. And it was your very first show, so my it must have been very exciting and daunting to do. It is exciting. Uh, I was on stage, oh my goodness, nerve-wracking. So we do it. Uh, we, we, I think it runs for a week or so, and I, I'm, I'm terribly excited. I get up there, I give it my all for those three lines, and then and then the uh, the reviews come out. 
<laughs> and I'm not too worried because, you know, the review. I have three lines. What am I, how am I going to be involved in the reviews of this? There's people who have studied for years to get to this point, doing Macbeth. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I read the review. And uh, the, the reviewer said, uh, I, 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 I like this play. This was a great play. I loved it. Uh, however, uh, except for the fact that uh, some of these performers decided to try doing fake English accents. That ruined it for me. Um, now, there was no one else doing any kind of accent in this show. <laughs> I was the only person with an English accent, which is a real English accent. And he said, you ruined it. So everything uh, else was great, but you ruined yeah, it. Yeah, everything was great, but I ruined it with my three lines. With my, your real English accent. Yeah, my, my real <laughs> fake English accent ruined the play uh, Macbeth. And uh, I, I read that and I thought, wow. I made an impact. <laughs> I, I, they paid attention to me. There's no such thing as bad press. No, I, I felt really good. I went home with a big grin on my face after and, I read that. And uh, how long have you been an actor now? Uh, uh, about was it? Uh, tw- uh, yeah, about twenty years now. Yes. So and, na- and now you have a wrinkly shirt in commercials on TV, yes. so that guy can eat shit. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more aggressive than I was going to say, but yeah, sure. Eat shit, reviewer from twenty years ago. How? Look at me now. Hey, I'm on commercials. Hey, Gav. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. We've now reached the point in the show when we're going to switch gears a little bit. We've heard some good stories so far really giving you an idea of what showbiz is really like behind the curtain. Now we're going to have a panel discussion. I have two guests on and we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about what it's like to be an actor. Hi, I'm here with uh, Nadine Dejury and Shardul Rasul. Yes, did I get the names right? <laughs> yeah, sure did. Sure did. Oh Nailed gosh. it. About 90%. Correct. Yeah, 90%. <laughs> On the first take, if anyone asks. Um, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. It's beautiful here in Toronto. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing well. The weather's great. The weather's great. Summer charge is out. He's wearing Summer. shorts. He yeah. Got, he got shorts from Top Man. He's ready to take on the town. Yeah. I should mention uh, these two very funny people are uh, on the Second City main stage in Toronto, and that's why they're so silly. And uh, <laughs> and we have them here to share anecdotes about acting and performing, comedy and everything else. Uh, you guys have been doing this a long time, I'm guessing, right? Actually, no. Neither of us have been doing it for that long because we, uh, well, we are business people. <laughs> oh, wait, were you, you guys both started out in business. We were both in business before and then made the switch later in life. Sure. Yeah. What, what did you do in business? What did I do? I was in investment management. Are so, you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was oh, a, wow. a very sad period of my life. <laughs> actually, no, uh, in all fairness, it was actually fun at the beginning. But the novelty of that world, like, wears out pretty quickly. Oh, my God. Yeah. And like, then wow. I decided to leave, but I had nothing lined up. Did, in... did you actually work somewhere? Or did you just go for, to school for it? Or were you, like, on Bay Street doing your thing? Yeah, I, all of it. Yeah, I went to school for it. I was working at a firm that's on, uh, yeah, right at King and Bay, at First Canadian Place. <laughs> I guessed. Wow. Yeah, yeah you guessed that. right. I know what you guys look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Nadine, what about you? What did you do in business? I was working, well, I studied business, and then I was working in marketing for a bunch of years. Oh, marketing. 
And then we made this. Yeah, I'm old. I'm way older than Charles. I'll like be his mom. Just a few years. <laughs> not that much older. You guys look great. Your, your skin's really firm. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I want to ask you guys. You guys are on the main stage right now together, which is really fun. And yes. I did main stage before, and so I can definitely feel like I, I know the experience. That the Broadway schedule eight shows a week. Monday's the only day off. Uh, what's it like uh, being on there performing the same thing? over and over and over again like do you notice stuff with the crowds yeah well what's nice about it being a comedy theater compared to like i don't know what regular theater schedule feels like but this you there is a bit more leeway to like ride the laughs find different laughs like switch you're not switching it around terribly but like you could find a new joke within the run so it does kind of a little keep it fresh or there's improvised scenes and stuff but right um, but yeah, it could feel like a grind for sure. But do yeah, you feel, I, do you notice stuff, different things night to night or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the one thing that uh, I'm learning is it doesn't matter about the quantity of the crowd. Like if it's a sold out crowd or if it's a smaller crowd, cause the capacity is what, like just over 300. So if it's sold out, you're like, you get excited, but then they can just be the most, like mild crowd that's not yeah. laughing you you feel sunday that night. more like a sunday night uh <laughs> but then you could have um an 80 uh, sort of um an 80 people audience and they and just before we uh, get on stage i'm like oh this is going to be such a little shitty show no one's going to laugh it's going to be quiet but then they turn out to be the hottest they're just crowd bonkers yeah they're just a bonkers 80 versus a yeah. mild 300 i audience dynamics is so fascinating yeah. it absolutely is because we're doing the yeah. same material every night and then just like some days they just don't want to laugh it feels yeah. when i was there i felt like it was the most interesting like scientific experiment where you had like that variable that didn't change which is like the scenes yeah and then you had this you got to see how the days of the week affected people. yeah like, oh absolutely like tuesday versus the saturday second Oof. show at 10 30 where everyone's hammered yeah. and crazy yeah like you were never getting heckled on a sunday evening no no, uh, no not at all <laughs> it's such a roller coaster yeah because yeah tuesday I mean, everyone's just getting their week started, so it's just it's an okay show, whatever, or okay audience. And then Wednesday, Thursday, it's getting better and better. Mm -hmm. Friday, Saturday, hot crowds, hot, hot, and then hot. you're just riding on that high. And then Sunday, you walk in like a rock star, and then you do the show, and it's just you know just a tired like such a people order hot chocolate. People order Sunday. hot chocolate. Yeah, as soon as you <laughs> as soon as I see teas and hot chocolates on the table, I'm like, oof, yeah, these people are just here for a mild night. Uh, but I'm like always the opposite of the rest of the cast because yeah. I actually don't love Friday and Saturday shows. I don't always find that they're necessarily a better audience, even right. if they're laughing more. Right. They're not listening they could, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And they could be shitty and like, yeah, I, I personally always love small crowds. I do want a vocal crowd for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. The most I, confrontations on a, a Friday or Saturday yeah, night they're crowd crazy. too. They could be crazy and rude and... Yeah, but it's I not I don't know. Necessarily better. I feed off that insanity. Yeah, I love it. Like if they're just being raucous or whatever, it yeah. just means they're having a good time. Yeah, I mean obviously sometimes in the you know uh, sometimes they could be a little aggressive and shitty and are, are we allowed to swear? Are we cool? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! We, yeah, you've done it. You're the first one. Okay, because sometimes they can be idiots. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'd be controversial. It is a bad word. No, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Idiot? Yeah, Idiot? now is it's that a, like a bad word. Why is it well, a bad word? I mean, 
I've heard that every word explain like describing a stupid person Is originally that. come from like a medical term Condition. and then oh. kids take it yeah. and that's why it's always changing. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? I yeah. you know, I'm not going to make rules on this podcast out the gate. You want to say idiot? Go ahead. Uh -huh. well, sometimes they can be jagwagons. <laughs> jagwagons. <laughs> I don't know if I'm not allowed to say idiot. Say, I want you to swear. Song. You know what? Let, let's just get it all out. Okay. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck. I'm well, offended. No, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> Write a letter. Oh, here's the big question with uh. the actors. Auditioning. How do you guys feel about it? Are you good in the room? Or you, do you get think about it too much? <sighs> Good? I don't know if I'll ever be good in an audition room. No? You know what I mean? Do I you never have know. the charm? Like, do you book a lot of, like, commercials or TV things ever? I've been fortunate with commercial bookings. Mm -hmm. I've done, like, a little bit of TV here and there. Uh, but I won't say I nail it all the time. I never walk out of an audition room, like, super happy. And I don't think yeah. I ever will. I don't think I, I ever will. I don't think anyone does, do And they? it's it's partly, like, a superstition thing as well. Like, I don't want to walk away from that room and be like, yep. I did great, and like put that out. Everybody, in the world. you can all go home. Charge just did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah, if I say I like if in my head I like this is a superstition thing. If I say in my head that I did great, then I know nothing good's gonna come oh, from that. That was the thing I wanted to ask you about. Well, I heard uh, that Chargill is a superstitious actor. Something about uh, <laughs> yeah. something you do at Second City. All your shows. What is it? All my shows. I uh, okay. I, I wear the same pair of boxers. Oh my um, god! Yeah, but I do wash them. I they're, absolutely wash them. They're disintegrating. But they're disintegrating. Really? There like, are holes all over them. Yeah, they're there's like, like it's a tissue paper. It's there's oh the biggest hole god. around my butt, like just in the Jar middle. Jargel. It is. Yeah, but hey, it's my lucky pair of boxers. I think so. That's for. <laughs> I, that's like around your butt? the most uh, consistent one. Uh, I know last show I had to be the last one to leave the dressing room. Yeah. And if, if, he, if he eats, so, like if he has a meal that and then has a bad show, he won't eat that meal again before oh, the show. Absolutely not. Yeah, I can't eat at Flock. Sorry if Flock is a sponsor. <laughs> oh this my podcast, God. But I can't eat at Flock. Well, there we go with that money. All yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, I don't know. And oh, also, like the, the most consistent one, though, has been Red Bull. That was you my can't first have one. That? No, I can't. Yeah, I need to have it forty minutes uh, prior to a show. Uh, but the thing is, ever since I got uh, main stage, since we have shows like six nights a week, if I did that six nights a week, then I would for You'd sure die. die. Yeah. Yeah. So I've cut it down to weekend shows. Uh, oh but if I do have it, it goodness. needs to be forty minutes before showtime. So you're a superstitious. You treat it like you sound like a hockey player. Hockey players are superstitious. I like to think of myself as an athlete. Uh, is there a camera here? Yeah. Like look at me. Look, look, look at this. I'm I'm an athlete. Look at these floppy <laughs> look at arms. Look at that. Yeah. That's I'm, very I'm just, nice. Yeah. This I is mean, what athletes do. Actors. I mean, superstition in the theater is a thing. What with yeah. the Scottish play. Oh my God. And you Atlanta just... the other week said it on stage. What? No, she yeah. did not say. Well, I guess we can say it here. We're in a podcast. You already said it, Macbeth. Did I say it? Yeah, you said you oh, were yeah. as a kid. I um, did actually. But that's okay. We're not we're not in a theater, so no sandbag yeah. is gonna fall on our head. Yeah. What about Alana saying it on stage? Did everyone else freak out? Yeah, I think everyone got uncomfortable for a minute and she like leaned into it. <laughs> and then after the show she's like, Do you think I'm gonna die now? <laughs> but for real, I'm all on board with people taking them out into the parking lot and making them do the spin thing or the weird thing. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, that's part of it. If you say it, your cast will take you into the parking lot and you have to like turn around a few times and do a thing and like to to reset the energy oh, of the place. Oh, maybe we have huh. to do that. 
Yeah, you might so, have to. You might have ruined Second City. So you are superstitious, like everyone is. I think, right? yeah, okay. I am. I mean, yeah. I'm, my underwear's changing every day for sure. <laughs> right. You're missing out. <laughs> it's not uh, hurting my life or health. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I get it. You know, don't step on a crack. Break your mama's back. I, I got it. I'm superstitious with my bra. <laughs> with your bra? <laughs> what? Like, uh, yeah, like I have to wear, I have a show bra. But oh. at least bras, you know, you wear those. Is that superstitious or just logical? Tits are wild. They Tits go are, wherever no, they yeah. want. And, but when I change my bra, I'm like, oh, I have to do a few shows. And like, I don't like changing my costume. Like when, every show you have to get a new costume. So I'm always nervous. Like, is this costume going to be good energy for me? Good energy. Good energy. Good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh you have that one good show and then you want to remember what you did. And you want to keep doing that. Yeah. That's that's all it is. Yeah, but also they say theater is ephemeral. You can never have that moment again. Yeah, it existed in that moment. <laughs> <I listen>. Or <laughs> you could wear the same pair of boxers until you get the biggest hole around the butt area. Just like when are when what is the line? Like when the elastic breaks? Like when? Yeah, I guess when it when I can't wear it anymore. Like once it stops being wearable. Okay. You know. Because I can still wear it, but I have to be very delicate with it. I used to wear the same pair of socks until it got the biggest hole. But now what I do is I keep that in my locker and I wear a different pair of socks. But as long as it's still there. Uh, someone told me to... Uh... A master storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I want to wrap it up with like one last bit before we conclude this panel. You guys are a great first panel. Oh, oh wow. Thank Charming. You. Thank you. Good looking. Such firm skin. What? Oh, not me. Not me. Um, you guys. Think about yourself. Do you guys have any anecdotes or stories from your career where something has gone horribly wrong in like an audition or, or on stage? My first audition was a kissing audition. And they don't tell you, you don't know what you're doing when you're going into an audition. They don't tell mm -hmm. you any protocol. So you, but you want to seem like professional. So I go into this audition and I full start making out with this guy and I hadn't even kissed a guy <laughs> yet. So this was like, how old were you? I mean, I had like a couple of makeout sessions, but it's not, not with like a boyfriend or like I played spin the bottle and oh stuff like that. Seven minutes in heaven. Um, so this, like I went into the audition and I was like, oh yeah, I could make out. I'm comfortable with this. And like tried to like tongue this guy. Oh no. <laughs> Classic Nadine. No, you don't do that. But what do you know? What do I know? They say kiss in yeah. the script. And then you're like. You have to show that you're comfortable kissing. Yeah, so you have to go all in. <laughs> so you I went, dart I your tongue. In. You go I really leaned in too oh much. Anyways, <laughs> did you get the part? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but she got a boyfriend out of it. I got a boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. What about you, Charge? Well, actually, I haven't had like a bad kiss. But my, I don't know if you remember this. The only time I've ever, I've ever kissed in an audition <laughs> was with you. Oh Do you my, remember this? I totally forgot. That's how we met. That's how we met. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I. I disassociate you from Second City, but the first time you and I met, we were in an audition. At Jigsaw. Yeah, we auditioned for a commercial and we had to kiss. And they made you kiss. It really does sound like I planned this this question or something because I wanted to reveal that, but I Not completely forgot that. Yeah, that's the first time we, we met. What did we do? How much did we kiss? We kissed a bit. There like were like intimate. three takes. It was three takes, and then he asked us to like kiss in different ways. But I'm like, oh. I, I, was, I let you take the lead. Because I didn't know how to... I remember to, uh... turning to you and saying, I'm fine with everything. <laughs> yes, I do, do whatever you, you want. I'm fine. You don't have to worry. 
And yeah. it was true. But that's yeah. a lot to ask auditioners. Like maybe in a callback when they think that that's the pairing that they're going for. But like. I went out for a Denty Nice one where I had to. Uh, they had a guy that looked like kind of he had a dorky look yeah. they were going for. He looked like a Michael Sarah type guy. And it was a ping pong table. And I was supposed to be playing like ping pong. And then I put a piece of denty ice in my mouth, and then I start crawling on the table towards him and flipping my hair, and then I get to the end and I make out with him on top of a ping pong table. Oh. And he was for sure seventeen. The, you know what's funny? I've never seen a guy so bored because <laughs> he went through hundreds of women. And the, I, oh, the waiting room. He was for sure the person. Oh, he cast. was the guy that oh, they cast, okay. and he oh, got yeah. to be in on all the auditions. And he had to kiss over like three hundred women. No, that's and they too were of. Much. There were a lot of like, like there were some comedy ladies. That's why I was there. And then there were some like real sexy, over the top sexy yeah. ladies they brought in. And he made out with all of them. And then when we made out, he just like he'd been kissed so much He's he didn't care. It's like I was a piece of ham that he had to <laughs> push his lips up again. Oh my god. We all kiss hams. That's, <laughs> I know that saying. And <laughs> it was so weird and he was so like mm, and kind of shrugging his shoulders and they made me, I did a call back, I almost got it, I was on hold and they made me make out with him over and over again for 20 minutes oh with a panel god. of people watching. Oh, poor so, guy. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> oh, my Thanks, thoughts, my you thoughts know are what? with him. I do. My thoughts are with him. I don't think it's fun for thoughts anyone. Thoughts and prayers, guys. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers. prayers. Thoughts Maybe and prayers. just casual. Like uh, a full day of kissing. Guys, this has been wonderful. You've been great guests. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having us. Yes. yes. So kind. Congratulations, and Lindsay. Thank you. Yeah. And congratulations to you guys. Uh, your show is running, as we said, uh, six of the seven days of the week. Uh, Second City, the show is called The Best Is, is yet, yet To Come, come undone. undone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what, it's <laughs> great. It. I saw it. I thought it was really funny. So, you guys, uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay. Bye. 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 I'm here with Jim Annan. He is uh, an alumnus of the Second City Main Stage Toronto and a member of the award-winning sketch group Falcon Powder. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm yeah. feeling good. I'm getting the whole hang of this intro. Yeah, thing. those headphones look amazing. On you. They really do. <laughs> He's a, this guy's a charm factory. No, no, That's the, they do. I, I, I just... feel like I'm the only girl in the room. I am the only girl in the room. Uh, Jim, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. How long have you been performing for? A really long time, right? Performing as an actor? Yeah, just like getting in front of people. Oh, yeah, almost, I guess, like 18 years, if we don't count, you know, the university thing. Like moving to Toronto and being on stage, I'd say like 18 years almost. Yeah, I'm an old man. You're not old. You look great. Thank you. Um, I want to just say, I... Knew Jim. This is how successful Jim is. I knew Jim on television before I knew him as a person in the real world. When I lived in Calgary, I would see him in commercials biting into sandwiches or <laughs> things like that, and I go, "Oh, it's that guy." I know that. I know and that I'd, mouth. I'd sit on the couch and I'd go, "That guy is in everything." That's what I would think. There was a time where, yeah, I, did, I was uh, like, I did too many ads. Nineteen or yeah. twenty, and I remember oh, seeing and so. going, "Wow!" And then my first time moving to Toronto, I went to Comedy Bar for the very first time. And I was there. And I think it was the week of the Canadian Comedy Awards. It was 2011. I was oh, new wow. and scared and like didn't have any friends didn't know a single person and 
I don't know what the event was that night, but every single guy from a bank commercial was in the room. <laughs> every guy. I think I saw like just people from commercials, and I'd never been exposed to that idea that everyone in Toronto is in commercials. The comedy community, especially. yeah, comedy yes. community. I did, I just didn't know that, and I remember seeing you there, and I go that guy, and I'm like, well, I guess this must be the place. Oh, that's funny. That's, <laughs> that was my first that's thought. That's funny. And met you timing. years later. Yeah, like last year, really. Yeah. How many commercials have you done? I think it's amazing. I wanted to uh, say yeah. the number. Um, <laughs> it's got to be around 200, over 200. I know that sounds ridiculous, but uh, it's wild. As I mentioned, I had a contract uh, for an American thing, and. When they they'd bring me down every three weeks to do something, and when they did, they would work like they would. We would do like five a day, six what? a day. It's crazy, yeah. That's crazy. Like fifteen second ones, thirty second ones, minute ones, and then industrial ones, online ones. It was oh just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, but it's a real art form, I think. An art form? I think uh, I think it is. I don't think it gets the right amount of credit because I've done a few commercials now, and I've seen met some people who are like brand spokespeople, and I'm amazed by what they can do. Yeah, I guess you do You do learn, well, I, it was the first time I'd ever been on a set, it was a commercial set, so I learned that, I learned how, you know, you know, where to stand, find your mark, uh, where to look at the camera, whether to look down the pipe or not, Yeah. but also uh, how to tell a story in no time. Yes, and Jerry that's Hall, what I'm talking I heard Jerry about. Hall mention that too, I'm like, that is so true, and I think uh, why comedians or people in the comedy community do so well at that is because we do that all the time. That's what sketch is. That's what yeah. improv is. We have to get to the premise to to the point to the point quick. Yeah, and sell I it. mean, see like five different expressions on someone's face in six seconds, right? And they haven't even said a line yet. And then eat a sandwich. And then eat a sandwich. Yeah. I actually just did a McDonald's spot last spit, week and spit bucket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was. Oh wow! I'm just. I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't. I was not a fan of. What the did you taste. have to eat? I feel like if I say that, I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh, I was gonna say, was it was it a burger? <laughs> it was a burger. Sandwich? It was a okay. burgery sandwich, and it there was nothing wrong with the uh, material no, that but, I was working with. McDonald's, fantastic burger. But, when but you eat I, 50 I'm of them. picky. I'm a picky eater, so it's uh, it's ingredients I wouldn't always pick for my burger at right. McDonald's, and so uh, you know I had to. It was a lot of a lot of spit bucket. I once did a Mars bar commercial where. <laughs> I had to sit there and just like leaning back, like I'm enjoying my Mars bar, and then it'd be like cut and you spit, and like you have to spit it out. They made me spit it out, and I know why now because it was 50. We did like 50 takes of me just biting into that Mars bar, enjoying it, and like, doing the the nod yeah. face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, no one can see you, but that yeah was we could. I know we could if imagine. they would have filmed that, it would have been maybe two takes, but because uh, now I have it, but. Back then, I didn't have it, so it took 50 takes. <laughs> and just a guy just who had like one of those knives just peeling the wrapper, like, here you go, buddy. Take it easy. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Ayatsi. Um, I, uh, I did a Popeye's one, and that oh, was boy. wonderful, oh. though. It, yeah, was it was delicious. Good. It was unbelievable. And so there didn't were times I you did just, have a spit bucket it. because we did it like a hundred times, oh, but well, a few times he'd come over and I'd be like already down the hatch. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, go away, <laughs> go, go away. away. <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving this up. <laughs> that one was mine. You good. got any coupons? <laughs> do we get some sort of kickback? I actually love that question. And when you do commercials, like so, uh, you get uh, free uh, whatever you just uh, sold there. No, I'm like no, no, that was the job. <laughs> didn't pay me in coupons. <laughs> <laughs> for those flyers that people leave in the in the mailbox. Here you go. <laughs> so uh, 
want to ask you, do you have any uh, of embarrassing or uncomfortable things you've ever been asked in audition rooms or done on stage, something gone horribly wrong? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, you know, I think the Second City Touring Company is an interesting time in your life. Um, Because you're not on main stage. You're doing archive stuff. So you're doing stuff that is proven to get laughs. And they they tell you, like, well, this got laughs before, so you have to do it. Yeah. And do it like how it was done. Um, At the same time, it's fun because you're like uh, a traveling circus. You have to go around. And I was at a time where we actually did travel quite a bit. And uh, you're a little crew, and you kind of solidify as a unit. And uh, But you go through some weird gigs. And... I remember we were on our way, and I was like, what is this gig? What is this gig? And they kept saying this acronym, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. And we got there, and we found out it was like a support organization for people who had lost loved ones and family members to workplace accidents. Oh, my God. And we're like, okay. What a specific yes. event. It was like a little conference hall at a hotel. And we're like, okay, well, we're doing... That's great. We're going to, you know, it's a, they're giving awards out for people who raise funds. And we're going to, that's great. Uh, but then they said, they, sh- they came and they showed us this patch uh, quilt that they had made in the patch where all the loved ones' names or whatever the family wanted oh to do, they made a patch and it was put into this quilt right next to the stage. And we're like, I'm like, please let us go on first. Please let us go on first. But no. Oh no, they had dinner and they had lots of speeches and oh, these no. were we're just sitting backstage listening and were they people were like crying. Oh yeah, they oh, were my God. amazing stories of like people just oh it was it was insane. And then we so we quickly went through our set list of of the sketches like okay is there any funeral scenes is there any uh, you know dismemberment scenes uh, like, is there <laughs> is there anything that we're like oh no you know this is this is pretty good. And we and then we came on the after you know the tears and like please welcome the Second City Touring Company oh we have to go up there do it and we did we did great really it was, yeah it was they like, need a break they needed it and they were we had them in our pocket we're like great we're we're actually you know it's one of those games we're like yes we're we're doing something and then oh no it was the improv set and I think we just sort of we did so well we got through it the sketches went so well and we're just like yeah then we're like into our improv set doing games and the first game is make a story which is conducted so you have someone's mm-hmm. kind of in the audience and one of us and pointing to everyone and everyone has to tell a story and whenever uh, the person's pointing at you you have to pick up the story without hesitation and you tell a cohesive yes. single story yeah. you know yes but our viewers now they know now they know yeah. uh, uh, so and it, it's, it was so ordinary storybook like a little bunny traveling through the forest oh, no. and then I don't. I don't remember exactly who it was. I probably do, but I won't say. <laughs> That's her good name. of you. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it was about this bunny, this bunny in the forest, and uh, going through this adventure. But suddenly, the bunny got trapped in a bear trap, and its leg got cut off. <laughs> and everyone's eyes just kind of went, "Oh my God, we did it!" Oh and no. Just, and the, <laughs> the room went quiet. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we kind of saved it, but still, it was on everyone's mind. Everyone was like, oh, my God. It was I fine. Guess, the bunny got a prosthesis. And, uh, yeah, he was it, in it. Oh, it was, it was totally fine. <laughs> he was on a construction site. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he, it, there's paperwork. It just kind of <laughs> ballooned from there where it went from that to, I think we did interrogation where one of the members of the company leaves the room. Then we get like, okay, that person just committed a crime. Where did they did it? Who did they do it with? And, and, uh, and what was it? 
what is the crime? And then we bring them back in. And we used to always do this thing when we brought them back in. It was me bringing, bringing the purse back in. Like, Jim, go get him again. I'm like, yeah, let's get him. And he's supposed to act guilty. But when he, when he came in, he goes down the aisle. I'm like, dead man walking. And everyone just, just <laughs> looked at me. Just looked at me. I remember Lauren Ash just, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just had to do that long walk up the corridor behind him going, I'm... I'm so sorry. Anyway. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's just one of those. And that's one. I mean, touring company, there's we, so many of those, oh, I'm sure. Oh, when I was at Second City, we had to do um, one for the Spinal Cord <laughs> Association. Uh, and it was funny because they they stopped and went, okay, let's look at the Turco set list. Everyone in the audience is going to be in a wheelchair. And everyone's going to have had an accident at some point in their life that put them in that wheelchair. So that's like a very heavy thing. And I thought it was really interesting that when we went through the set list, we had to cut three scenes that involved someone being put into a wheelchair or a, or a neck. <laughs> Why were those in the or show? Or neck being stuff. Yes, that was my question as I went, wow, we had three things to cut? That's incredible. But then on top those of... Those are funny scenes, though. I'm sure they were killer. I mean, they were in Turco, so they were tested. They were tested. Not for that room. But uh, so they cut them, which we all were like, yeah, that's that's a good idea. We should cut those. Um, but then I remember walking backstage and on all the tables, it said the cocktail of the evening was the, the spine tingler. <laughs> and I remember thinking, not even trying. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess the uh, last thing I want to ask you is uh, what what uh, made you, what was the first role you ever did that like you're like, oh, wow, this could be a career for me. Oh, my God. Did you do like a play in high school or something? Uh, you know, I went to university for acting, uh, mm -hmm. but, and you auditioning your third year for the fourth year roles, like the big roles oh, that, yes. for university players in University of Windsor. And I got what is called the shaft. I didn't get any major roles. I got like horrible little roles that I'm like, I'm going to have to write essays about these roles of my process of how I became the bartender in She Stoops to Conquer. Yeah. I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? Or Speed. <laughs> they really want like a deep character yeah. analysis. Yeah, yeah. Or Speed, the poker buddy from The Odd Couple. What am I, how, am I, how did I create that character? I read the script. Um, <laughs> and it was devastating for me because like all my friends, like all my roommates, everyone got great roles. And I'm like, I, you know, I was just like, is it me? What's wrong with me? So I was deeply hurt by that and, and crushed. Um, and then uh, a great professor, <clears throat> excuse me there, um, he kind of knew I felt that way. He wanted, after, after school was done, he wanted to do a show in Essex Theatre, the main theatre space at Windsor. And it was a two-hander called Careless Love. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a great play by John Olive. And... Uh, he wanted me to yeah play the lead in that, and that was yeah a great, uh, great role and just a great experience for me. And I really realized like oh I I can do this after you know that was a blow before to my self esteem not getting anything, and then he gave me that opportunity. And it just made you feel like instantly. Well, I just did the job, and I was like oh I could do the job, and um, and I loved it. Yeah, and it was a it was a great piece. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really tender. I think that's a tender note to leave it on. Okay. And I like Great. that. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for coming Thank on, Jim. Thank you for Jim. having me, Lindsay. Yay. Good luck with this. Bye. Bye. And that was the always charming Jim Annan. Ooh, love that guy. He is still the king of commercials. 
if you turn on your TV sometime in the near future, he should be in an international Tide commercial that's coming out where he's a dad and he's probably going to be as charming as ever and you're going to want to buy Tide. We got the bounce guy and the Tide guy on today. We got everybody. All the detergents. Anyways, uh, so that kind of concludes our episode. All on show business and how it works. It was pretty fun. Sweet stories, funny stories, weird stories, awkward stories. A lot of kissing in auditions, a lot of Macbeth. So I want to thank all my guests who came on today and made the show what it was. I want to thank Gavin Williams, Emmy Ambrosiak, Nadine DeJury, Shargel Rasul, and Jim Annan. I got all their names right there on that try. I feel really good about myself. I'd also like to thank Matthew Reed. He's the guy that did all the music for this episode. The theme song, all the little interstitial bits. I actually hired him to make music that seemed to capture my essence. I said, what does Lindsay Mullen sound like in melody? I think he nailed it. Also, I'd like to thank my sound guy, Russ. He's so charming and lovely. We're now best friends. <laughs> he won't make eye contact with me. That's okay. Best friends don't always need to make eye contact. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram, at Mullo. That's spelled L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. Give my uh, selfies some likes. Help my self-esteem. I would love a follow from you. I also want to thank Eggplant Picture and Sound. They're the ones that made my podcast dreams come true. And I'm here recording at the Pacific Junction Hotel on beautiful King Street East. Thank you to them as well for having me here. Please come by here. Get a margarita. Come say hello. This has been a really fun episode. I'm really happy this was the first one. So many great stories. So many amazing, funny people. I can't wait to make some more. This is... This is really fun. So uh, please, if you want to hear more episodes of Truths Be Told, you got to share and you got to subscribe. And hopefully you'll be listening next time. All right. See you later, guys. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!